Hey there, welcome to the Product Hive podcast. On this episode, we're bringing you the presentation from our September product event, where you'll hear from Kelly May. Kelly is currently a group product manager at Podium. With employees working remotely more than ever before, we have an opportunity to adapt, learn, and level up in different ways. Asynchronous communication and work can improve the efficiency of individuals and teams and improve overall morale. Kelly will give some tips and tricks around thriving in a remote environment. A big thanks to Podium for sponsoring this meetup. So now, let's hear Kelly's talk, Asynchronous Communication and Work. Thanks for having me. Seriously, Jeremy, I, I love Product Hive. Um, it's such a cool community. It's a it's a really fun group. So yeah, I I am on vacation. Um, let's see. Tell you a little bit about me first. Uh, I've been in product management for about six to seven years. Marketing before that. Currently at Podium. I'm a group product manager at Podium. Honestly, the people I work with at Podium may have ruined me for the rest of my career. I absolutely love my team. I love who I work with. I work with some of the most brilliant, collaborative, humble, ridiculously smart people, and I love it. Uh, personally, I have two little girls. They are seriously my world. Uh, my older daughter, Kaya, is super smart and really methodical, um, and I think I've, I've got a rude, oh, road ahead with two little girls, but they are seriously my world, and they're so much fun. Uh, I love being in the mountains. Obviously, I'm currently in Crested Butte. Um, I needed a hot break from work. I think everybody needs a break right now, and I haven't taken one in a while. So I put my mountain bike in my car, and I took off uh, for four days, and I'm here just mountain biking and trail running. Uh, let's see. Something we do at Podium when you kick off a meeting or you're presenting is you say something you may not know about me. So let's see. Something you may not know about me. When I was six, I broke both of my arms at the same time by climbing up a six foot fence and attempting to jump off and land on my feet. It obviously didn't go well. Uh, broke both my arms in two places, had full casts like this, um, starting kindergarten. And my mom, about a couple days after getting my cast, caught me trying to ride my bike um, with two full elbow casts. Um, she was furious. And now being here in Crested Butte riding a bike, I'm like, man, I was destined to ride a bike. It just took me uh, you know, 30 years after the fact or 25 years after the fact to get on a mountain bike. But uh, I love to bike. I love to run. I'm most alive and I'm in the mountains. So I feel really lucky right now to be able to be in the mountains and uh, be with you guys. So diving into the topic, I reached out to Jeremy and Product Hive Group and was like, hey, I would love to talk to Product Hive Group again and specifically around asynchronous communication and work. Right now, like the world has had a major shift and asynchronous work has just become so crucial um, to being able to work effectively, but also like just to be able to work at a different level. Like it's an awesome opportunity to level up. So the presentation is gonna be around that kind of agenda. First, we're going to go through like what is asynchronous work. I know when we first started started talking about it, I was like, "Yeah, that sounds cool," and dove in, kind of did some research, and it really um, is an, a really effective way to work as a team and allows for a lot more flexibility. So we'll talk about like what it actually is, and then we can go into why is it so powerful, why is it so beneficial, 
um, how can actually like level you up in your career and with your teams. Then we'll go into that how of like, how can I implement it? Um, in what ways can I actually work asynchronously? So let's quickly just kind of go over, you know, what it is. Basically, it's two people or multiple people or events not existing or happening necessarily at the same time, but everything is kind of in real time. Parties are still in sync, but they may be in different places, um, working maybe on a similar document or Slack, um, but they're working on it when they need to at the time that works for them, but you can still collaborate and work together. Uh, it's funny, like there's, I think everyone actually was in their career working asynchronously in some element. But now with the way that the world has shifted and with all of us needing to be remote, it's just kind of heightened a lot of asynchronous work. And it's made for an opportunity to really lean into asynchronous work and figure out those channels that are best for you and your company and maybe the culture that you have, the type of product that you have, um, the way that you work with design, the way you work with engineers. There's a lot of ways that you can probably lean into it a little bit more and be more effective. So, yeah, like, it's funny, like these pictures, I, I was looking at some pictures of Podium, I've been taking some time to reflect on, on Podium, and we've, we've just been in hyper growth for, really, for quite a while. And right now, a lot of the things that problems we're trying to solve is around more operational stuff, um, that communication piece, asynchronous work, and the picture on the left here was end of last year in December, we hit our huge ARR goal. And as soon as we hit that goal, everybody goes home for the year. And we hit it and so everybody came down to the Delta Center and we had like confetti and drinks and everybody was partying. And I was thinking about that and I was like, oh man, that was so fun. And then last week I went to the office, um, we had an executive meeting and we're like, this one will probably be good to do in person. Everybody bring your mask, we'll social distance, but let's meet together. And we're going over high level product vision. Let's meet with the exec team. And I got to the office and I, I looked into the Delta Center and I was like, oh, that hurts a little bit. Like, I really miss everybody, you know, it's just empty. And, um, and, I, and I was kind of thinking about that and looking at those community of like, yeah, the world has changed um, and it's forced remote work. It's forced more asynchronous work. And honestly, like the business and especially like tech community is forever different. Companies will forever operate in a different way. They're opening up a completely different chapter in how they operate, who they work with, the way that they recruit. Everything will be different. And we have an opportunity to decide how we respond to that. And that's something that, I don't know, I've, I, that's kind of like a core thing of just me personally too, that like things will happen to you in your life that you won't be able to control, that weren't your fault, you had no hand in, but you can always decide how you respond to something. And that's really, to me, like those are the people that like win at life, right? Like, I don't really care who has the most money. I don't really care who has the best car, um, but I, I care about people who keep getting back up. They're gritty, like they're super gritty people. It's like, no matter what, I will get back up. And I, I just took some time to think about that. And that really, I think it's a big part of asynchronous work. Like, how are you going to respond to working remotely with your teams? What are you going to do about it? Um, it's okay that it's hard and overwhelming. That is totally fine. Like, you can be pissed about it. Honestly, there's been a couple days I'm like, God damn it. I would really love to just like be able to be with my design team right now and be 
whiteboarding. Like, this sucks, and I'm pissed today. But we have to decide how we're going to adapt. Um, it can be lonely, it can be overwhelming, but it also, again, is an opportunity to decide how can I more effectively manage my time? Like, I now have a great opportunity to really look how I manage my time. Um, I think one of the biggest problems people have been having a hard time with remote work is that work never stops, right? Like, you wake up and you're like, well, here I am at work. And you, like, never really know, like, when you're done. Like, you can't stop work and feel like you started, right? Because you're not, like, going to an office and leaving. Um, and there's kind of this mentality around, yeah, I'm surviving this, but like, are people thriving? Because again, like the, the world is forever changed because of this. And especially the tech community that we live in that was open, that loved open office environments, like this will forever be different. So we have to go from survival to thriving. Um, I don't want to survive through life. That sounds really sucky. Um, I want to thrive every day. I want to wake up living out loud every day. And you spend more time with people at work than you do anyone else. And aside from sleeping, you're spending the most time doing your work. And I don't want to just get through that. I want to love what I do. And I think everyone does. At least I hope that. Um, and so asynchronous work can really help kind of get more to that thriving mentality than I'm just going to get through today. So... Again, like we, we have this, one of our like mottos or I don't know, methodologies at Podium is micro pessimism, macro optimism. Like let's not be ignorant. Let's make sure that like we're, we're looking at, you know, the negatives or um, potential pitfalls, um, risks, but we want to be micro optimistic of like, no, we will get it. Like we will hit our goals. We will be kick ass. Um, and I love that. That's one of the things I love at Podium is it's like, no, we're not, we're not ignoring the bad. Uh, we're acknowledging it, but we're not going to focus on it. So with asynchronous work, like it allows you to say, okay, I don't, maybe this isn't my ideal way to work, but it's kind of how I have to do right now. And it's actually could be really, really great. And it can help me level up in other areas. So how can I adapt? How can I maybe make this a strength um, and make some changes? One of the things that uh, one of the things we do, we every other Friday at Podium, we do something called Friday Fury, and uh, Friday Fury is basically a day where all of engineering, design, and product um, just spend time doing kind of like hairline um, small fixes in the product, like those things that you're like, oh, we'll go back and fix it, and companies never do, and then pretty soon the product is like kind of low quality. We take that day every other Friday, the whole day. And we just do like little tweaks, little improvements. Design goes in and they're like, hey, this, like, this pixel is a little off. Or like, hey, this flow, like it's, it's loading too slow. Can we try to figure out why? Um, we go in and we just kind of polish the design and maintain the quality. Um, and it was the funnest day. Like we'd have like a theme, you know? And so like everybody would come like in their favorite sports jersey um, for that Friday Fury. We did, you know, favorite, favorite hats. Like we had a hat day. And so everybody would come in and you'd work with different people. You'd cross collaborate. You'd sit with different teams maybe work with a different designer product was always running around with different teams and we're like oh yeah let's move this here let's do this um, pulling up different research things that we had done and it was such a fun collaborative day a really fun day and how can we maintain that focus on the customer and the product and high quality of the product we got to redefine that we have to redefine that it doesn't really work in this remote environment so that's just like one example of like redefine cultural things redefine processes. Like there's a lot of things you're good. The first one that I want to talk about is collaboration. 
I know that kind of seems odd because when you think about collaborating, I think about me and my designer and my tech lead and some other PMs and we're whiteboarding and you just like, your brain is so stimulated and you're like super nerd mode, right? Like you're so excited. You're like whiteboarding and just having a blast. And now you're like, okay, how do we collaborate on like a problem to solve or like designs? And you, you can view that from a different angle. Now with collaboration, you have a broader audience that can participate. You could collaborate with people in different states across like the country, across the world. Like you can now, there's so many different pieces of software, which I'm sure everyone has been exploring and playing with that you can whiteboard with tons of different people. You can pull up a doc and work on a product vision statement together with way more people than maybe like the five or six people that you have in a room that you try to get time on their schedule. Like you have different time zones you can work with. You also now, you can play to the skills of introverts, introverts and extroverts. Like whiteboarding and like in-person collaboration and talking and jamming, sometimes for introverts is really, really hard. And so now it's like, hey, here's this doc and it kind of levels the playing field a little bit as far as like value and volume that it's like everyone is adding value in the way that they're most valuable instead of who's the loudest in the room. Um, one of my biggest weaknesses is I am a steamroller. I'm fully aware of it. I can be a Leslie Nope all day. And a lot of my time in my career for the past couple years has been spent learning how to listen and when to hold back, when to let other people talk and when to just be silent and to kind of like decrease my volume so we can hear the value of other people. And asynchronous work has really helped me with that because it forced it, right? Like we're all working in a dock and everyone's commenting. It's like, oh my gosh, that's such a great idea. Cool, I'm gonna comment here. Oh my gosh, I love that. Why don't you change this? I'll do this. And it makes collaboration actually even more powerful. The second one is skill development. Like you can now, as I was talking about, like me kind of working on this skill of, you know, holding back a little bit, listening, pausing, being patient. Like you have to be patient and wait for other people to like maybe work on a doc with you, or you have to wait for somebody to message you back. Like be patient. Like I am an, I can be an extremely impatient person. And like, I, I was talking to my sister actually just this morning. She's like, Kel, I love you. You can be so impatient with yourself. Like just chill. And I was like, no, you're right. Like my sister constantly reminds me to just chill. And this is a really asynchronous work allows people to really build that skill of patience along with other skills like writing, right? Like I feel like so many times like as a PM, you're writing like user stories, right? And you're writing like vision statements or you're breaking things down. But like now I'm writing like full documents or just like brainstorming, right? And I may not keep all those or send all those to my like engineers, but like me and a designer, it's just like, oh, okay, well, I think the problem is this. And you just start writing through a problem in your head. Writing is so powerful. Like for, for those of you who have heard of Brene Brown, probably most people have now, she's pretty famous at this point, but Brene Brown talks about like shitty first drafts. Writing is, in my opinion, one of the best skills that someone can learn. I love to write. Like I write to my kids in like their journal. I technical write. I write product visions. I write through things I need to process. Like when I'm out here biking, I'll pause and I get my phone out and I'll just like write for a minute. And it helps me break something down in my head so I can think clear. Like writing is such an amazing skill. The asynchronous work you could lean into hardcore 
and really develop your writing skills, whether you want them to be about technical writing, problem solving, user stories, anything, but you now have a bigger stage to build writing skills. Um, time management, that's a skill. Um, time management, I don't know, with how, with how fast Utah is growing specifically and how fast these tech companies are growing, there is just this crank mode. And I love that. I love waking up and being like, let's freaking go. But at the same time, it's not gonna slow down. Like there will never not be a meeting that's important. There will never not be something that's like, oh, I better hurry and take care of this. That, it's not gonna slow down. It's only gonna get more intense, especially as you keep growing in your career. And so this week, we had an executive meeting um, that were really important. And I was like, I should probably call into this. And then yesterday I was like, no, I need to play the long game. The long game is me making sure that I stay physically and mentally healthy and that I have enough energy to continue to add value every day instead of half value because I'm exhausted. And I messaged in to the head of design. And I was like, hey, you know what I'm working on. You know the value. You know what I need to talk about. Can you handle this meeting? I need to take a minute. He was like, yes. He's like, please go have fun. You'll be back on Monday to crank. I totally got this. Please take a minute. And one, I was so grateful for him, but two, like I had to make that call around time management. It's going to be fine. Like the meeting will continue to happen and there are more meetings next week, but you have to learn how to say no and you have to learn how to sign off. Like you will work 12 to 15 hour days in a remote environment and with asynchronous work. And asynchronous work and the environment that we're in allows you to manage that time the way you want to manage it. If you want to get up earlier in the morning, awesome. Now you're working out of documents in chats. So cool. Wake up earlier, add all of your notes. Then when somebody else gets up, maybe they like to start working at eight or nine. Now they're looking at your notes and they can add their insights into it. And you can work when you want to, which kind of goes to this third point of flexibility. Some people really do their best work in the morning or late at night, um, especially creative positions. Designers, they all have different ways of creating and when they can dial in and just jam and create beauty. My, uh, well, the designer I worked with at, in, at Instructure, Joe, he's one of my best friends. He did his most beautiful work late at night. Um, he didn't really sleep a whole lot. Like he, he slept more, like he'd probably like crash at like one or two every night and he'd wake up at like nine. Um, that was just kind of his schedule. That's like how he worked. He was a really high function, brilliant guy. Um, I go to bed at 10 and I get up at six. And so it, it actually worked for us though, because I knew that was the time that he could dial in. His kids were asleep. His wife is resting. It's just him. He could just dial in. And what worked really well is it was, it, it played to his strengths. He would make a bunch of notes and send me a ton of messages of like hey you know here's this link to this file here's something i did here here's you know i put this in this ticket here's this and he would do all his stuff then i would wake up get into work by like eight and i have all this stuff now that i can work on i'm like sweet cool and i dive into his stuff i'd add notes and be like okay i want to talk to him about this piece oh i don't know about this and i'd make all my notes and then he'd come in the office around 10 him and i would get a snack and we would jam and it was awesome it was great, but we had really different schedules, but it allowed him as a creative 
to create the way that he was most powerful to create. And it allowed me to continue to be effective in my job and crank the way I want to because I love waking up early in the morning and it's quiet and peaceful and I am just like cranking, right? I can just write, make my list, crank through my to-do list, get stuff done, and then you get going with meetings. So allow for that flexibility with asynchronous work. He could work on stuff and then I could work on it. It's so nice. Um, the other piece of this is work-life balance, and it kind of goes to that time management as well, but I'm a single mom. I have two little girls that are nine and seven. Um, I love what I do, but my kids are my long-term game. Like, I want to make an impact in the world, and they're the, they're the big impact, and I will make time for them. And now in my schedule, you will see blocked off lunch every day. Um, it is rare that I allow for a lunch meeting because that is my time to sit with my kids and have lunch and laugh and hear about their school day because of the different school uh, schedules. And that's really important. And it's been great. I have more time with my kids now and I continue to crank in my career. And then if I need to work at night for a couple hours, awesome. I spend more time with my kids after five. We do dinner, we hang out, I put them to bed and then I get back online if I need to. And it's awesome to have that flexibility and asynchronous work actually empowers me as a single mom to work more effectively because everyone else is doing the same thing. I spent the majority of my career having to figure that out with everybody else kind of doing the traditional work environment. And it's really nice to just have everybody like on the same playing field of everybody working asynchronously. So those are three areas. We'll talk about a few other ones. Um, this one's really rad of how asynchronous work can be so powerful. It allows people to do their best work. Um, and I know we talked a little bit about this, like the example with Joe, but it, asynchronous work actually can improve and increase quality because it allows people to focus. Um, you, you don't have this like on the spot, like, okay, let's think about this. What do you think about this? What do you think about this? It gives people time to think. Like, we, we work in such a fast paced environment that it was just a couple weeks ago, one of the other group PMs, um, Kayla, I love her. She's so freaking smart. She was like, I feel like lately we don't even have time to think. And I was like, whoa, I love that you were that direct about that. And I was like, you're right. Like, I don't feel like I have time to really think. And asynchronous work allows for when I'm ready and my brain has processed to then offer really, really solid, um, well-formed statements of thoughts. And that's so powerful to be able to have um, so that you can just level up, right? Like level up the quality of what you're doing. Pause, breathe, and stop knee-jerking with reactions. Um, no one really, one of the articles I was reading about asynchronous work, it said no one, no one remembers that you took 17 minutes and 34 seconds to respond to a message but everyone will take note of what you responded with. How you respond is what people remember. They're not gonna be like, Kelly took 20 minutes to respond for this one and so-and-so took 12 minutes. No, they don't care. They have so many other things on their plate that they're worried about. What they care about is how I respond and if it helped them solve their problem and if it was effective communication. So take a minute and like increase like that, that value to make your best work is kind of like what these two are really focused on. Give yourself time to think, 
be conscious about what you're doing so you can be more productive and it kind of becomes this really great loop of focus and high quality work. Okay, transition to second group here is how, like how can I begin doing this like with my teams? I think a lot of, a lot of companies and a lot of people are kind of at a loss they're like okay yeah like we could start like doing these you know we could kick off a document with people but they may not know like what to do right or like that it's okay that not everyone's in the document together um and so you're gonna need to need to take some time to kind of like teach people and train people i know that at podium one of the things that um we struggle with at times is that our average age of employee is 28 29 and that's awesome because you get people that have they are balls of energy they come in and they're like let's go i am just getting started i will crank all day but they're young um it's maybe their first second job um they they need to learn time management and they need to learn when to sign off and they need to learn to find that balance um with meetings and with actual crank time and so setting expectations with people is i feel like is the first real big piece of this um take a minute to think about your company and how you work and make a list of things that maybe would be good to take do training with your team of like hey like we're in a different environment right now and we want to lean into asynchronous work here's some you know things that we want to do here's what asynchronous work means um take the pressure off that they have to be working all day um a lot of people just kind of fall into that, especially if they're young in their career. Like, okay, well, we're all at work and everyone's cranky. Well, he's on, you know, this guy's on working at seven o'clock. Well, yeah, but he may not have started till later. Or maybe he took some time in the middle of the day to be with his family. It doesn't mean that he's been working from six to 6 a.m. to 7 p.m. But people get this kind of weird mental complex of how to break down their time. So take the pressure off of people, set expectations with your team. Um, I've, I've even um, see, talked to some people that they're like, yeah, like we told our teams like, hey, you know, here's kind of what we expect like for your day. Um, and here's things that like we don't expect. We don't expect you to always be online with Slack. Um, we don't expect you to have to respond within a certain amount of time. However, we do expect that you're at least online for normal business hours um, or hey, you don't have to be online for specific hours, but make sure that you're working a good amount to accomplish the main goals you have for your team, right? Like everyone's going to do it a little differently, but take time to define what that means for you. Um, one of the ones I was thinking about for Podium is one of our main core values is be a founder. And it's specifically focused around coming in every day with creative ideas and cranking every day, giving it your all. Like one of my favorite things about Podium is everybody comes in the door hungry, focused on the customer. And that's amazing, but in a remote environment, asynchronous work needs to redefine that because that could also be misconstrued as like, podium is your life, always work. And it's like, so I love podium and I strongly believe in the product we're building and I strongly believe in our vision and where we are trying to get to, we will get there. But also like, I love my kids and I love being in the mountains and I value my life. <laughs> And my whole life isn't podium. And so you have to find and redefine that balance of those. 
so that you can set clear expectations of how people should work. Um, the second one is notes. I know it's kind of odd, but it goes back to the writing piece that we're talking about. As you have thoughts, just like throughout your whole day, write them down. Find a place that you can just keep all of your notes. Um, mine is not intense. I use Apple Notes fully. And because I always have my phone or I have an iPad. And anytime I have a thought, I just have different folders. One's my kids, one's their school, um, one is like personal goals, then one is like podium. And if I have an idea around something with the product or design and I'm like, oh, I don't want to like dive in and work because it's going to take me out of like my time with my family, but I don't want to forget about this. I just like make a note real quick. Write things down, write down ideas, write down questions. And then when you get in, when you're going to start working, you have those. So you're not forgetting things and it allows you to asynchronously work like with yourself. Um, that's something that's been really powerful, at least for me, is writing down my thoughts and questions. I never let them go. Um, you know, you always hear those stories of people that like have a notepad by their bed and then they wake up in the morning and they're like, what the hell? Uh, what does that even mean? Um, it's actually still good though, because it, it allows them to be like, oh yeah, okay, maybe I meant this, but it's, it's just the, the pattern of creating, of writing things down. So find a way that you can keep notes, whatever your system is, everybody's system is different, but find a way to keep those notes going so that you can keep your thoughts going. Third thing I would recommend is reevaluate meetings completely. <laughs> Um, one recommendation in a couple different articles and as I talked to a couple di different people from different companies is try to keep minutes 30 minutes or less I know there's some meetings it's like well this one we need an hour do you um, or is it just that people are trying to fill schedules or could you actually do it in 30 minutes and then work asynchronously either before or after like really take a hard look at all your meetings there is nothing, honestly, I thought I knew what work exhaustion was until at the beginning in like March when COVID hit, I was doing eight to six Zoom meetings every like 30 to 45 minutes. I was going to lose my mind. And I think everyone was. I was like, I cannot and will not do this. Like this will mentally break me down and people will lose their minds. This will have a severe impact on mental health. Like we have to figure out a way to make this more effective. So look at your meetings, like go through them. If there's not a clear agenda of what you are trying to accomplish, what is the outcome of that meeting? Don't do it if you don't know what that is. Um, cut attendees. If, if you have a company where people are gonna be personally offended if they're cut from a meeting, um, maybe reevaluate and talk and have a conversation there. Um, I am perfectly fine if somebody wants to cut me from a meeting. I'm like, sweet, if I need to be updated, please send me notes after. Um, great, but if there's not something that I need to directly put into that meeting, I just need to be updated so I can send that off to somebody and work with my teams. I'd rather not be in it because then I could be working on other documentation and other things that I have plenty of things on my to-do list. If there are people that don't need to be there, cut them out. Give people a freaking break and let them work asynchronously. So 30 minutes or less, make sure you have an agenda give people action items out of the meeting that are a part of building that asynchronous work loop and then cut people out that don't really need to be there. It will help so much to cut down and help people have that time to think that we've been talking about. Last one, documentation. Um, we talked about documentation a little bit as I've been presenting. Um, I, I'll provide some resources that can be sent out with this deck. Product briefs is something that we've been doing a lot of at Podium and they've been amazing. Um, you write your problem statement, you write kind of like your metric or your goal that you are kind of targeting, what the outcome is you're trying to drive. 
um, breaks down like questions you still need to ask, um, resources, and it just allows you to kind of get everyone's thoughts into one place, document it, and write together, add comments, add notes. I, full disclosure, total nerd around documentation. I love documentation. I think it's amazing and it allows for so much creativity in ways that people wouldn't think. Um, whiteboarding software, sticky note software, right? There's so many pieces of software that I think everyone has been playing with. Um, utilize those. They're so great for it to begin working asynchronously. Like do a sticky note thing on software. There's like 15 of them. Vision and strategy like definitions, like those could be in documents, those could be, um, you know, just in chatting, but take time to just kind of like write down higher level thoughts. Because right with how we're working and in asynchronous work, you kind of get pigeon toed into just like being in the weeds and you kind of need to help everybody kind of like lift up every now and then and be like, oh, remember, this is the higher goal. And documenting that can be really key because then anyone in any department across the company can access that and be like, oh yeah, the podium mission is this. The product vision is this. Here's the strategies for that product. And it kind of allows everyone to see that documentation and keep an eye on the bigger why, which is so key to being able to grow in the way that you want to grow. Great job, Kelly. Thank you. A big thanks to Kelly May for presenting, and again to Podium for sponsoring the event. Thanks for listening. We'll be back in your feed soon, and we'll see you virtually at one of our next events.